0: And Butterbeer episode 132 I'm Dan Rhino
1: I'm Jessica Rhino
0: And we are starting a new book
1: New book, yay
0: Last book, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix Was the book that would seemingly never end This book oh. Little thinner Yeah I'm looking at you for confirmation <laughs> Yeah And you just stared at me like eh.
1: well, I, I, I'm Sorry I,
0: What's wrong? You want to talk about it? You're off the I, game. What's going on?
1: I don't know. I just I. Little, I don't know. Well, upset. I I love the Order of the Phoenix.
0: It just could have like we could have. If I was the editor, I would have trimmed about three hundred pages out of it. No. I'd trim some of the fat.
1: Maybe some, not three
0: hundred. Uh, we are starting Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. What are your overall thoughts on this book Um that Some people tell me it's their favorite Some people tell me that I Haven't had anybody tell me that It's their least favorite
1: No definitely not Least favorite but again I haven't read these books Since before we started Doing this podcast mm-hmm. Which has been a while now Um To you know, keep to the structure of our podcast. Yeah, 10 I, or 15 years ago. I haven't read any of these books, or we haven't watched any of the movies until it's time to do it for the podcast. Um, I remember this one gets a little, the, the movie anyway gets a little dark, a little creepy.
0: I thought you say a little preachy.
1: No, um, it's not quite like the level of, um, it's the bad Spider Man.
0: Spider-Man Three, Tobey
1: Maguire like is got greasy hair and dancing yeah. in the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels a little, it's got those kind of vibes.
0: Uh, that movie's just. But it wasn't awful.
1: that bad, obviously. But it just has those kinds of vibes when we get a little, you know, a little darker, you know, a little creepier, a little emo-ish. Yeah, a little emo-ish. That's at least that's the fe- feeling I remember from the movie. Again, it's been a while.
0: Well, Chapter One was what we're going to talk about today, titled "The Other Minister." Uh, for me I I told you this before we started recording this was an interesting chapter to me because I've asked you before on previous shows what the interactions are between the minister of magic and the muggle prime minister of the United Kingdom were like mm-hmm. so what information did they share and when you know those are the those are the kind of things that I that I think of, like, how often do they talk? You know, how often do they share information about what's going on? You know, I, I assumed it was similar to like when a new U.S. president is elected and they're briefed on like where we're hiding the aliens and where we're hiding the UFOs and who really you
1: get, get the secret book. Who, yeah, like in, the, book. like in the like in the
0: Nicholas Cage movie.
1: Uh, I want to read that. Uh, like, I'll who really killed
0: JFK? The- JFK. You know stuff like that I assume That when
1: Someone's newly elected. Somebody's
0: newly elected There's things they need to, needed to be briefed on But it's a It's been alluded to And you and I have talked about it in the past In these books that the Muggle Prime Minister Is aware that magic exists mm-hmm. And is in contact With the Minister of Magic When the need arises But in this chapter we actually get to see it
1: Yeah Yeah It's very one-sided. It's like, we'll let you know when we need to talk to you. We'll call you, don't call us kind of thing. But I guess there isn't really many scenarios where the Muggle Prime Minister would need to talk to the wizarding community. Mm -hmm. I guess that need doesn't arise very much.
0: So at the end of the last book, we know that Voldemort is fully returned to power and that the second Wizarding War has begun. Including Voldemort re- recruiting giants, the mentors. But now we're seeing Voldemort's actions spilling over into the Muggle world in the form of murder and unexplained disasters. So, what are some of the things going on that are affecting the Muggle world?
1: Yeah, the Muggle Prime Minister's having a rough time. He said that a bridge, a very fairly new bridge, collapsed, killing a bunch of people. There were two gruesome murders that they can't explain. And then there was a hurricane, which I'm kind of annoyed. Like, how can you blame the hurricane on the Prime Minister? But I guess the angle was more of heat. They didn't predict it. Therefore, people couldn't be prepared.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You generally see hurricanes coming. They're big.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Miss Rhino, what's a... What, what's a hurricane? It's a big ah, storm They're big it's They're big. big You see them coming <laughs> Generally They're big yeah, Okay
1: You ever heard of a little hurricane?
0: Uh, no, I believe those are called tropical storms See? It's a little hurricane um, The Muggle Prime Minister... Being the only one who is aware of the magical causes of these events he, He's the only one who knows that it wasn't You know, faulty craftsmanship with the bridge It wasn't uh, lack of law enforcement for the murders he, he now knows that it was magical It was Voldemort behind this Mm-hmm but the Muggle Prime Minister is the one who has to take the blame as the leader of the country And listen to his detractors tell him how bad of a job he's doing So we learn that in the in the past All the British Prime Ministers are made aware of the existence of magic And are introduced to the Minister of Magic when they take office But my question to you is what about after you leave office? So when you leave office, are do these Prime Ministers get, like, mind-wiped? Are they just allowed to exist, given everything magic-related that they've experienced in office?
1: Um, I'm assuming that if they believe somebody is going to be a threat, a loose cannon, a live wire, unpredictable, then they're going to get mind-wiped. Mm. But generally, the Prime Minister, well, first of all, he the Prime Minister asks, how come nobody's told me this? And he said, who who are you going to tell? Nobody believe you, so Mm -hmm. you wouldn't tell anybody because you get thrown into a mental institution. Um, But also, you'd have to assume that if they were the prime minister, they really want what's best for their country, so they're not going to go around causing problems Mm -hmm. and letting loose all these secrets.
0: So what about the leaders of other countries? Do, like, all world leaders get a magical visitor when they take office? Like, somebody just pops into their fireplace?
1: Well, well, here it might be in the book. It's in in the big book of secrets. Mm. Yeah. But I'm sure they still have to make contact.
0: Because I asked you before we started recording if... Fudge is just the minister of, like, UK? Mm Mm-hmm. Magic, Minister of Magic for the UK Or is he like the Minister of Magic for like All, all of Europe magic. Or like all of magic The whole in- entire wizarding world Do Do all countries have Wizarding schools in them Do all countries have their own Minister of Magic If you don't have a Ministry of Magic in your country Do you have somebody that visits the leader of that country and clue them in.
1: Seems they, like a lot of
0: people you would have to inform.
1: A lot of people. Um, They, there are not schools in every country. I mean, we know just from the characters at Hogwarts that they come from other countries. And maybe that's because Hogwarts is more prestigious. I don't know. But I think it's more of a regional thing. As far as, I didn't dive too deep into, I mean, seeing magical beasts and stuff like that, I haven't, didn't dive too deep into all of that, but as far as I remember with that, we just have like one organization here, one school here, but you know, America is a pretty big area, so over in Europe where there's some more smaller countries, I think it's a geographical thing. It's like an area that they service.
0: And the British Prime Minister only interacts with the Minister of Magic when something bad is happening, right?
1: Basically. I mean, he says, if you need me, you know, if I need to inform you of something, I'll be here. I'll come tell you about it. But those need to inform you things are generally bad things. There was a moment where he said, I, oh, and protocol dictates that I have to tell you that we're importing three dragons and a sphinx for the Triwizard Tournament. Bye, see you later. Like, he just had to inform him of that. It wasn't necess- that information wasn't necessarily bad, other than the fact that, you know, he didn't know dragons existed. But that might be a little scary.
0: So we got some flashbacks to when Fudge has popped up in the Prime Minister's office in the past. When Sirius Black escaped, uh, the drama with the Death Eaters at the Quidditch World Cup, like you said, when dragons were used, imported for the Triwizard Tournament, when the mass breakout happened at Azkaban. So this isn't like a Prime Minister British royalty situation when there's like a regular dialogue No. about the state of the world.
1: No, just as needed.
0: The other question I had is when the uh, Muggle Prime Minister says that He has a phone call scheduled with another president And he's told that Fudge is visiting And that Fudge, Fudge's visit takes priority Why is it that the ministry would use, said that they would use magic To make the other president forget the scheduled phone call? I'm assuming the other president is aware that magic exists Why did he have to be mind wiped by the Men in Black? And he just said, "Hey, man, we got some crazy magic stuff going on over here. Can you just call tomorrow? I need you to push your phone call to tomorrow.
1: Maybe it's just like
0: I think they just like doing it. I think like they just it. like messing with Muggle brains. I think it's fun for them.
1: Or maybe you know they have to keep some sort of like boundaries. Like I'm not gonna tell their secrets, and one of their secrets is the fact that they know about magic too." Maybe they don't want everybody getting together at the big leaders conference and talking about magic.
0: I think Tommy Lee Jones and Men in Black kind of like using the flashy thing.
1: Oh, yeah. But there's probably also part of like keeping it a secret is if you feel like you're the only one who knows, then you're not going to talk about it. But if you know that they know, they know that you know. I'm going to do a little friends thing here. You, huh? you tell me what you know, <laughs> and I'll tell you what I know. Okay. And they and they go back and forth. You have friends I don't know, on your Mac, I don't card, know. Mac.
0: I think they just like doing it. I think they like doing the mind wiping thing. And that's irresponsible. Okay. You're going to give somebody brain cancer.
1: It's, it's the easiest way to do it, probably.
0: Uh, so, I, I'm a nerd, so this chapter fascinated me. I mean...
1: The politics of it Yeah
0: It's like You you can keep all that Like Infrastructure mag- Magic graveyard battles With like ghost parents Showing up And stuff like that Just give me good Like behind the scenes Political drama <laughs> You know Just give me 900 pages of that
1: Huh Nah no, I'll pass
0: So uh, so we learned That the Muggle Prime Minister Has this immovable painting In his office Which is how the ministry Can communicate with him When needed Mm-hmm And Fudge shows up and basically tells the Prime Minister that all the bad stuff that's been happening is a result of Voldemort returning. And the thing that I found funny is that Fudge acts like it's obvious. It's like, surely you realize what's going on. Like, of of course it's because Voldemort is back.
1: Yeah, when he was the last one to figure it out. This
0: is the guy, for several books, has been denying... He's not back. For years... Been Denying that Voldemort could potentially Be coming back Forcing the Daily Prophet to back him up And write their Attack pieces, picking on a teenager And, you know, portraying Dumbledore and Harry as Morons, portraying Sirius as a Criminal It's, it, I thought it was very Ironic that Fudge would be the one that would be saying That it's, oh, it's painfully obvious Don't you know that the Dark Lord is back Of course he is
1: well, I had a little bit of a consistency issue because in the flashbacks, when he pops in and he's in a panic about mass murderer serious black is on the loose, he, he even says he's like, that he's concerned that because if black's not caught, then Voldemort will come back. Mm. Like, he, he says this. I'm like, if that was your main concern before, how come we couldn't get there? I mean, you never caught black. And you were worried that if he didn't Voldemort would return But somewhere after that we He just shut it down and it wasn't possible I don't know It just felt like an inconsistency issue
0: Now wait a minute You're saying that politicians Can <laughs> potentially be Inconsistent Could potentially be uh, Inept Could potentially be ignorant That's a strong accusation it's a strong stance to take.
1: Yeah, I'm very controversial. Uh,
0: I also learned in this chapter that Dementors can breed, which is very unnerving to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, wait, what? What did I just read? Oh. Huh. Okay. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I mean, obviously uh, I've read the book before, so I knew this, but I just guess I just zipped right how over it. I that
0: works. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I just assumed they were like some kind of monstrous ghoul, that, like a Dead demon Like I don't, I don't know I just think they bred
0: Yeah I just assumed They were some kind of Like the, the spirits of Horrible People that have passed on Or something like that Yeah and
1: that fed off Of human souls uh-huh. it Totally makes sense Not Some magical creature And apparently they creature.
0: Can, uh, Apparently they don't That's not all they do They don't just feed off of uh, The The happiness of that a human possesses Apparently they also uh, Like to procreate
1: I've never seen a baby dementor
0: So when a When a dementor uh, Or
1: a pregnant dementor
0: Breeds
1: They lay like eggs? I have questions
0: I have questions too And that you're supposed to be the one answering them
1: I, I, I forgot that this was a thing until just now
0: When they replicate does it just like make like an adult, <laughs> fully grown Dementor? I don't
1: know.
0: Does you have to raise a Dementor. I mean, obviously,
1: they don't have like a secret hidden layer. And rear
0: them and den them, and
1: because they're just doing it right around London, because they're it's the cause the mist.
0: So yeah, they the go somewhere that's far away. Is that <laughs> is all mist from <laughs> Dementors procreating? Is that what mist is? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like yep. this whole time Like anytime you see Is that why there's London is such a Misty town <laughs> the Because these deba- These deba- Are getting down I don't know I don't know either uh, We did learn Something I do know Is that we learned That Fudge has been Removed from his position As Minister of Magic In a move that has been Long overdue
1: Oh yeah
0: And replaced by someone Named Rufus Scrimgour? Sure. Scrimgour? Yeah. Scrimgour. He
1: looks like
0: a lion, apparently. Rufus Scrimgour. And there's a throwaway line that I I wrote down where Fudge seems to think that all of these problems that are going on could be solved if Dumbledore would just persuade Harry to do something. I caught that, too. Is he saying... I mean... It's like... Like, sometimes you see in a movie where the bad guy says, I don't want to hurt everybody. I just want to hurt that one person that you're protecting. If you give that person up, all of of these problems go away. I won't hurt anybody else. I won't attack anybody else. And, of course, the, the heroes are like, I... We can't do that We can't let them have You know this one person that they really want Is that what Fudge is alluding to Like if Man if Dumbledore would just give this kid up (laughs) To Voldemort And let him do whatever he wants to him None of this would be happening Maybe the new guy can Talk Dumbledore into doing that
1: Maybe he thinks that Harry has to fight Dumbledore again Or not Dumbledore Oh my god uh, fight Voldemort again
0: Harry has to fight Dumbledore And then the winner Takes on Voldemort, takes on Voldemort.
1: Yes That's yeah. what Fudge thinks
0: It's That's like a, a Highlander situation There can be only one
1: Well Harry supposedly defeated him before We know Fudge doesn't like he Really concern himself with facts All he knows is Harry Made Voldemort go away before Maybe Harry can do it again
0: So Rufus the new Minister of Magic shows up For a brief visit with the Muggle Prime Minister And in this visit We learn that Fudge is staying on As a special advisor mm-hmm. uh, We also learned that Kingsley Shacklebolt One of the members of the Order of the Phoenix Has been undercover as security For the Muggle Prime Minister
1: And doing excellent work
0: And that the Muggle Junior Minister Has been publicly quacking like a duck for a while
1: And choking people
0: Hmm So, a lot going on mm-hmm. in the first chapter here. Uh, last chapter of the last book was the second, second wizarding war begins. So, it seems like things are starting to kind of, uh, mo- mold into like full, full force here. We've got the Muggle world being pulled in, we've got people dying. Uh, Voldemort obviously. Building his army There was references to uh, Giants being the ones that Uprooted those trees And made it look like hurricane type damage So it seems like there's going to be uh, A lot more Death and destruction to come In this book
1: Yeah it's just Like I said in the beginning it's it's a darker Every, every book And movie has like a darker tone You get a shade Darker, mm-hmm. even like they did that with the opening credits of the movies, uh, when the Warner Brothers pops up in the sky in the background. Each one's a little bit darker, a little bit stormier,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's kind of the, the trend we're going with.
0: And, and that's pretty much the end of the chapter here. All of it takes place within the Prime Minister's office. There, uh, anything you wanted to add? We do have a couple of emails.
1: A Couple of emails. Um, no, I think we covered it Chapter It's covered Can't think of anything
0: (laughs) Why don't you give something off the soundboard then To fill in the dead (laughs) spaces Hilarious
1: We're so funny Hilarious
0: Uh, i got a couple of emails here First one you know about The second one you don't know about Oh Okay. Uh, The first one comes to us from Jeremy. He sent it to us, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. And Jeremy writes, Dear Broomsticks and Butterbeer podcast, my name is Jeremy Levy. I live in Colorado, and I found your podcast a couple of months ago. I really think it is a wonderful podcast. I am a really big Harry Potter fan, and my favorite book is The Goblet of Fire. I'm really looking forward to you reviewing The Half-Blood Prince, your new fan and new listener, Jeremy. And he also added... I really enjoyed the sound effects that were in the shows. And I also (laughs) think it is great that Jessica is on the show. I think her comments are really great. What you doing over there?
1: I thought there was a clapping one.
0: There is. Just press buttons until you find it.
1: Oh there it is. (laughs) I'm bowing. Bowing.
0: So thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for coming along on this journey with us. We really, really appreciate it. And we hope you'll continue to uh, enjoy the content that we're putting out. And the second email comes from one of our good friends, Jane the Aggressive Hufflepuff.
1: Oh, oh God. Are we in trouble? I don't think so. Okay. Is it
0: aggressive? Uh, she's always aggressive. Okay. Uh, hey, Dan and Jess. <gasps> Hold on. Hey, Dan and Jess. Okay. <laughs> While listening to your podcast, I have constantly had the same question. What the heck is the difference between a spell, a curse, a hex, a jinx, and any other kind of uh, magic conjurations I may have missed? I just loop them into, quote-unquote, castable magic stuff in my head, but would love to know the actual difference. Thanks.
1: Um, I don't have... Like addiction, I'm sure there are literal definitions for all of these things, but I kind of think they're all spells, and then they're different kinds of spells. There, and those spells do different things. So, a hex and a jinx are pretty similar. I want to say a jinx is you're putting on a person; hex might be on a thing. I really don't know. I'm making this up as I go. I got something. Oh, you got something? Did you do a little research? I did
0: a little research. I checked out uh, Pottermore, which is now WizardingWorld.com. And I actually found an entry from several years back from she who must not be named herself. Uh Uh-huh. Mrs. J.K. Rowling.
1: (gasps) But you just just said... (laughs)
0: Because I ain't scared.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: I'm like Harry, I ain't scared to say it. Okay. This is what she wrote. Every now and then somebody asks me for the difference between a spell, a charm, and a hex. Within the Potter world, the boundaries are flexible, and I imagine that wizards may have their own ideas. Hermione-ish, however, I've always had a working theory. A spell is the generic term for a piece of magic. That's all of
1: it.
0: A charm is something that does not fundamentally alter the properties of the subject of the spell. For example, making a teacup dance would be a charm. The gray area comes with things like stunning spells, which on the surface I think are charms, but which I call spells for alliterative effects. So she just calls them spells so she can have the SS, stunning spells. Hexes have a connotation of dark magic, as do jinxes, but of a minor sort. I see hex as slightly worse. I usually use jinx for spells Whose effects are irritating but amusing And curses are reserved For the worst kinds of dark magic
1: Okay She well, said a lot of
0: words But I don't know if that
1: Degrees <laughs> jives of with.
0: It sounds like she doesn't know either Seriousness. <laughs> <laughs> and if she doesn't know Can you blame the rest of us for not really knowing
1: Okay so One of The YA authors I like Like Utterly despises Harry Potter. Mm. Not him, but the books in general. Because the actor Daniel Radcliffe. Yes, she just hates, hates him. Daniel Radcliffe. No, because of this, because the magical system is not well defined. Like she gets so mad, and it's 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 lazy writing, and that if you're gonna have a magical system, you have to have well defined boundaries, and you have to have consequences, like. There's like, there's no consequence. They can just do magic all day. Now, generally, they kind of seem to like, need to eat more. Have you seen the feasts that they have? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so like the Flash. He does all that running and then he's got to put a lot of carbs in. generally in other fantasy books, if you do magic, there's a consequence. You've got to give something to get something. Um, But yeah, it just reminded me of her rant. She was so... Mad she just hates The magical system that is Harry Potter
0: What's the name of this author So we can send nope. her nope. hate mail Not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> So she can be berated with I'm sure she's already experienced that From Potterheads around the globe yeah.
1: We're not How dare you How dare you
0: Sully the good name <laughs> Of <laughs> Harry Potter
1: Harry Potter it's wonderful It's magical and I love it yeah. No, she... Uh, she's not wrong. We were just talking about it. She's not wrong. But it did start off as a children's book. And you don't have to have as many concrete rules for kids. They just believe it and hear. You're done. But as we got older into the other... Uh, you know, the bigger books... We should have tightened it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, it's There's a lot of inconsistencies in the magic system. What are the rules? Does it have any rules?
0: So just to review, according to J.K. Rowling, a spell is a generic term for a piece of magic. A charm is something that does not fundamentally alter the properties of the subject. For example, making a teacup dance. Uh, Hexes uh, have a connotation of dark magic, so it seems like hexes are something a little bit more serious Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe where you're kind of like Have con- control over you, you Somebody You put a jinx on a friend
1: as a joke Yeah, or You even put a hex on them as a joke right. They'd really get mad
0: uh, She said jinx Reserved for spells Effects are irritating but amusing Sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of the things that the Weasley boys Would do A lot of jinxes mm-hmm. And then we've got curses Which we know of, of the uh, Unforgivable ones up to three unforgivable ones, but curses—worst kinds of dark magic—real, real serious stuff. We're talking about, you know, controlling somebody uh, against their will. We're talking about killing somebody. We're talking about torturing somebody. We're talking about things on on that level. Mm-hmm. So, is that okay with you? You you satisfied with that answer? Um. Ish.
1: Yes. I mean, I wish that there were more clear definitions and that she'd come up with those and stuck with them throughout the whole. But but it's over. It's done. It's written. And this is what we have. So you want her to
0: get out of her Scrooge McDuck vault where she's swimming right now?
1: Nope. We're fine. We're fine. And
0: tighten things up.
1: Nope. We're fine. Leave us alone.
0: Wow. (laughs) Okay.
1: We don't need her to talk. <laughs> <laughs> just, just no. Take just the don't. Phone
0: talk. Out of your hand. Stop tweeting. Stop talking. <sighs> You're making talk. it worse.
1: Yes. Yeah. We, we'll, this is what we have, and that's what we're going to keep. Right. We're just going to roll with it. Yes.
0: And we're just going to keep rolling with this book uh, over the next weeks and months and God knows how long. <laughs> this Which book of the is. girls
1: do you think is going to text me first going. Who said that? Who are you talking about?
0: Wanting ooh, to know what author? Ooh. Um, well, it's not Kelly because she doesn't care.
1: No, she don't care. Um, I don't think Anastasia listens regularly, so it's going to have to be Jennifer.
0: Yes, uh, Jane Jane doesn't care. Um, Jane
1: might be curious, but I can tell Jane right now you don't know who this is.
0: Oh, you're making a strong assumption about Jane.
1: I don't think she's read it. Okay. read her books.
0: You're saying Jane does Jane reads a lot of books. Jane
1: reads a lot of books, but not these books.
0: Okay. Not smutty Ooh, enough Catherine for.
1: Catherine might.
0: Is it a smutty author? No. Okay. It is not a smutty so author. So that rules out Catherine, because she's <laughs> 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 She strictly reads No.
1: The... No, Catherine would probably be the most invested in this. Oh. Okay. She has a personal connection.
0: A per so it's a family member of hers? No,
1: not like that.
0: It's Luke? No. It's- <laughs> Luke said this. Yes, her toddler
1: said all this.
0: <laughs> I knew I liked that kid, but I thought really. you guys were feuding. No, I just sent him a uh, Christmas present and birthday present. How about that? Yeah, and I sent like slime and stuff like that that Catherine's going to be finding in the house <laughs> over the next six months. Oh,
1: she's gonna be so mad at you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just how I do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what to tell you. Uh, We appreciate everybody joining us for the new book Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince book 6 of 7 as we continue our journey through the Harry Potter novels here on Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Thank you Jeremy and Jane for sending in those questions. You can send in your questions broomsticks.butterbeer.gmail.com You can follow us on x at BroomsticksB You can follow us on Instagram at Broomsticks be podcast?
1: Sure. yeah Is that right? Yeah,
0: that sounds right. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, you can follow us on Myspace, uh, LinkedIn, um, Bebo Razzle Dazzle. dot com, flippity bloopity. <laughs> those are all uh, <laughs> those all sound like ones that teachers have to use. Hilarious You have to tell our editor To cut that out It didn't hit
1: That's laughed You you
0: put the applause sign on For the live audience And The live audience here In studio They will Laugh at anything You tell them to laugh at Because they're paid Handsomely To be here Yeah Uh, Jess is not paid Handsomely to be here She's just here Because she loves Harry Potter And I live here And, And she lives here And she's got nothing Better to do
1: my dogs are here
0: because it's negative what outside?
1: Negative one. And
0: that's the temperature. That's not the wind chill.
1: Wind chill's negative seventeen.
0: Negative seventeen.
1: That's come way up.
0: So it's a little brisk.
1: Because it was what negative twenty seven this yeah, morning.
0: It's a little brisk outdoors. So be careful, everybody. Uh, leave the leave the faucets on drip. <laughs> uh What else can they do? Uh winter- Winterize the pipes. Just survive. <laughs>
1: Eat a lot. You need a lot of calories. Yeah. When it's cold. Eat a
0: lot. Snuggle with your furry friends. You're
1: making chili
0: and try to survive. Nice, chili,
1: warm meal.
0: Yeah. Anybody come over if you're in the area? I'm making chili tonight. <laughs> come on over. And I got Fritos, put but also stay cause, inside because it's cold. Because Jess won't won't eat it without how... Fritos.
1: You gotta put Fritos in
0: it. Uh, thanks. Special thanks to our inner circle: Jennifer, Catherine, Luke, Amelia, Jane, Ronnie, Anastasia, Kelly. And Olivia, Kelly and Olivia have been a little under the weather the last few weeks, so send some special healing energy up to Manhattan for them. And uh, I think it's going to do it for our first episode of the new book, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Anything else to add? We're ready to get out of here. We're ready to go. All right. Until next time, be a wizard, be a witch, be a muggle, be a squib, but don't be a jerk. Or And we'll see you for chapter two. Bye. Bye. You